Hi, welcome to another episode of the Little Pop Podcast. I'm Morgan Butcher. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and I hope you learn a little something, too. Thanks again. Steve McEwen with Stocks Your Secrets is somebody I have wanted to talk to for a long time, and I am super glad that today is the day we could do it. Welcome to the Little Pop Podcast today, Steve. Thank you for agreeing to join me today. Well, you're more than welcome, Morgan. The pleasure is all mine. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure can. Uh, I was born and raised on a farm in West Central Ohio over by Dayton. Uh, Went to school at Michigan State. And from there, I have uh, had a plethora of jobs. I've moved all over the country. And started about 20 years ago, uh, got into into the supplement business for show animals. And again, after 20 years, here I am. Uh, I started this company about about 10 years ago and introduced uh, the brand Stock Show Secrets seven, eight years ago now. So I uh, born and raised on a farm. I was a farm kid. And uh, we cash cropped, raised beef cattle, and milked cows. How many cows? Oh, I think we milked about 300, which today is not very stinking much. And back then it was a lot. That seems like a lot. It is when you have to do it twice a day, 365 days a year. Did you show livestock growing up? You know, I did show livestock growing up, uh, much to my parents' dismay. They did not (laughs) want me to. Um, But I wanted to show in the worst way. And uh, kind of a funny story is, is they would not let me be in 4-H and they wouldn't let me be in FFA because that, in their mind, took time away from me being on the farm. So... Somebody had mentioned in my presence one time that if you had registered animals, you could enter them in the open show, uh, talking about our dairy cattle. Mm-hmm. So I had been buying some some animals, heifers, calves, so that one day I could have my own herd, but I just started buying registered animals. And lo and behold, I entered those into, the, uh, into our county fair, and my parents frankly didn't really know about it until I was already there. Uh, so I, I grew up showing dairy cattle uh, and it was absolutely everything that I had ever hoped it would be and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What did you study at Michigan State? Um, I, my emphasis of study was actually ag business. And that got me into pretty broad spectrum. Uh, I studied some, I had livestock classes and I had the boring accounting and all those classes too. But my my actual area of emphasis for studies was ag business. That's cool. It is very broad spectrum. What did that allow you to do or what was your like first job after college? Um, my first job out of college, I went to work for a feed company, and the the really neat thing, at least for me, and I think one of the 
one of the most important things that kids get out of college that that isn't really really spoken about a lot is is you get to network, you get to meet new people, you get to experience uh, situations and places that you otherwise would not have. Um, I actually uh, I actually got to know a gentleman who ultimately ended up hiring me. Uh, through some of my professors at school. And when I was getting ready to wrap up my college career, he called me in and interviewed me and one other gentleman and uh, offered both of us a job. And my job was uh, to do sales. And uh, initially they started me out as a in a training position. And I worked with different salesmen in the state of Michigan. And then I got promoted to have my own sales territory, actually not very far from you folks. I had the northwest corner of Indiana and uh, did that for a few years and uh, was recruited from that company to join another company. And lo and behold, I, I had a lot of success with them, worked my way up, got a few promotions. And lo and behold, I was a marketing manager for uh, one of our product lines. So, uh, literally, from my college experience, but based upon uh, not necessarily what I studied specifically, but the people that I got to know through the through my college career, and then shortly after my work career, uh, I've been really fortunate. I've I've been able to have a a lot of success over the years and it essentially all boils down to the people you know and the opportunities that those people uh, can actually help inspire or give you uh, so that you can take advantage of, of them and build your own life. So it's all in the connection we make? It is in the connections that we make. Absolutely. And that's the great thing, uh, Morgan, that I see every day in this crazy thing that you do and that I do, the stock show world, the connections that you have uh, at your age, I, ne- I, I was never so fortunate as you. Uh, you know a lot more people from a lot of different places than I did when I was your age. And the more connections you have, the more doors and opportunities you have in front of you as you go through life. And that is one of the really, really cool things about the world of showing livestock, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, To jump back, how did that first show go when you first showed one of your... I... Yeah, this was a... uh, I I still tell this story frequently, as a matter of fact. Um, I took four heifers, and uh, I ended up dead last in class three times, second to last once, because I was smart enough to figure out how to get two animals in one class. Uh, It was an abject failure by every measure and every standard. Uh, But uh, that didn't deter me then. Um, I think I was 12. Um, it literally made me, um, that was the first humbling experience of my own 
own accord that I got to, to have in, in my life. And I still tell that story today. I'm 53 years old today. So that happened 40, uh, 41 years ago. That first time that I walked into the show ring and failed was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me in my life. Um, it changed me then all the way to today. I prepare completely differently today because of that experience. And I don't regret it at all. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that it occurred, frankly. That's really interesting. So when you were older, after or like, like before you went to college, did you ever want to go back to the family farm and take that over? That is a great question. I did. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I felt as though that that was kind of uh, my, what I was supposed to do with my life. Um, but unfortunately, uh, we didn't make it through the 80s on our family farm. Uh, and there was really no farm left to go back to. So I, being a kid from agriculture, uh, I didn't, the private, the businesses that are out there that are not involved in agriculture never really appealed to me. So I, I literally gravitated toward agriculture my entire life. Um, but I, I was, I was, figured I'd be a farmer for the rest of my life. I, I never had a doubt about it when I was your age. That's cool. And sad that your family farm didn't make it to the 80s. Well, that's okay. That's okay. There was a lot of them that did not. Now we're going to dive into more about Stock Show Secrets. So, okay. um, what led you to want to create Stock Show, Stock Show Secrets? You know, it, it, it literally happened quite by accident. I wouldn't say that it was some master scheme that I had. Um, I, when I started this business, I had one corporate client. And essentially what I did was, is, is I would support their efforts. I'd go to training, I'd talk to customers, and I was, was essentially an extension of their sales force, if you will. And uh, there was a time when travel got to be really expensive, and I will never forget, I had a pickup truck that had a spare fuel tank in the back, and I stopped at a truck stop to fill up, and it cost me $532 to get all the fuel that I could hold. Holy moly, got the moly. That's what I was saying. It was expensive. So I literally had this uh, this little concoction, if you will, that uh, every once in a while, whenever I was working with somebody who had a, it was typically a small kid and an animal that had a really big attitude, I'd mix some of this stuff up, give it to them, wait a little while. And the animal is a lot easier to work with. And uh, at the same time uh, that I had this, somebody approached me and said, hey, could you make me a product like this that would do this? And I said, sure, it could. Well, this other product was a paste product. And I thought, you know, I every once in a while, I have a need for this product that I mix up. That could be a paste too. 
So when I went through the PACE development process for this other um, organization's PACE, I put some of my stuff in a PACE, and literally my mindset, Morgan, was, is, good Lord, I, I'm going to put together an order, and I hope to goodness that I can sell all this stuff in a year. And I went and picked it up, and I strolled into uh, the Fort Worth Stock Show, and all of my buddies, everybody that knew me, it was something new and shiny. They wanted to try it. And lo and behold, they bought everything that I'd hoped to sell in a year at Fort Worth. And I thought, you know, they like me. They respect me. They just wanted to try it. So I ordered some more, again, with the, the hope to goodness that I could sell it in a year. And I showed up at the very next show. And the guys that bought it the first time came back to buy more. And it was that moment that I knew that I had a product that was a good product. And that it had a viable business behind it. And lo and behold, it just got to the point where it, it uh, I've added some products. And uh, lo and behold, here we are some seven plus years later. And holy smokes, we have quite a business today. Um, and it, so it was not some master plan that I was going to be uh, all successful in the supplement business. It, it literally, my hope at the time was to just offset some of my travel expenses at the time. Well, that's, yeah, that's really awesome. Uh, they, they just, you know, bought you out. Everything you had made for that year. Yep. Absolutely. I was a lucky guy. What is your best-selling product? Our best-selling product uh, today is a product called Gold Dust. Um, most people use it when they are at a show. Um, and it doesn't matter. It goes across all species. So it can be used on pigs. It can be used on sheep, goats, cattle. Uh, they use it in all the barns. And they tend to use that. Uh, majority of the use is done leading up to a show to part of a show prep regimen to get them ready to go into the show ring and look really good. That surprised me. I thought attitude adjustment would be your favorite. Well, well no, attitude, I mean your best selling product. Sorry. Attitude, attitude adjustment is our number two seller behind Gold Dust. Um, we sell a bunch of Gold Dust. Um, it is mind boggling to me how much Gold Dust we sell. Just. And it still amazes me how much attitude adjustment we sell. Every day we sell more. We sell more every day than I ever thought that we would would sell. It, it's uh, we sell a lot of a lot of attitude adjustment as well. That's cool. Um, why do you think that Gold Dust is your best sell best selling product? I'm gonna say uh, from from a market standpoint and from a human psychology standpoint there's going to be some people out there who think you know my animal maybe maybe he's fine at home we're not going to need to use any attitude adjustment at him at the show because when we work him at home he's perfectly fine so i'm going to say there's some people that just don't see a need for that product Whereas gold dust, however, uh, gold dust works 
uh, with and on the muscles, and it makes those animals bloomier when they walk into the show ring. Well, if you were to ask everybody uh, that shows animals, if you could have a bloomier animal, would you want one? And I think almost everybody would say yes. Mm. And as a result, they, they, I'd say they latch on to gold dust before they would latch on to attitude adjustment, especially the people that have the animals that are quote unquote easier to show. Yeah, I get that. So I wanted to tell, I wanted to tell you the first time we used attitude adjustment because okay. one of mom's, no, one of dad's friends told us about it because we had a Chester Gilt that was not very nice. She was a little cranky. And uh, he, he told us about the product. And so dad went and bought some. And we used it on her. And she was champion Chester Guild at Kansas City. How about that? It's 2017. That is quite an experience. And I'll have you know that was not the only cranky Chester Guild ever to be born in the whole country. <laughs> Because <laughs> a lot of them are really crazy. Okay? Yeah. Um. Well, also, most of the Chester's and uh, some other breeds are pretty cranky. Yes, they are. Yeah. Is that what is your favorite product that you make? You know, my my favorite products are probably two that are not as well known as Attitude Adjustment or the Gold Dust that we talked about. Uh, one of my uh, my favorite product is probably Swine Bodyguard, which is an everyday feed supplement for pigs. Uh, and of course, I'm sharing, since you show pigs, I'm showing my favorite pig supplement. Uh, and the reason that it's my favorite is, uh, you know, if you showed enough pigs, in your lifetime, you know that some don't just quite turn out, which usually means they didn't eat real well, didn't grow real well, etc. Yeah. Uh, Swine Bodyguard uh, is a product that actually helps keep them on feed so that they keep growing, so you have less of those that just don't turn out. And to me, uh, and for my company, that's important because there's a lot of kids in the United States who show pigs, for example, and they will go out and let's say they're part of an FFA chapter uh, at a school and the school will go together and they might have 20 kids and they might go out and buy 20 pigs or 25 pigs. So everybody has one. Well, it's pretty important that everybody's one pig turn out so they can enjoy the show experience. And that product really helps uh, every animal that's on it get into the show ring. So to me, that's that's my favorite. Yeah, that's awesome. I want to ask you a quick question about the Swine Bodyguard. So okay. I have never heard of that product before. Yep. But like, what does it do? Well, what it does uh, inside the pig, is uh, to stay away from a lot of science, but just to briefly touch on it. Pigs are pretty prone to ulcers and uh, lesions in their digestive system. And 
essentially what that does is it makes them have stomach aches every time that they eat. So they're not apt to eat very well. So what Swine Bodyguard does is it helps eliminate uh, those uh, ulcers or the propensity for them to develop ulcers. So they keep eating. It's kind of like you. when Whenever you, uh, I'm sure you have never had too many french fries or junk food before dinner. And when you go to, to uh, sit down and eat dinner after all that junk food, you don't want to eat all the good stuff that's good for you. Yeah. Same way with your pig. Yeah. Maybe we should try that out because we definitely know what ulcers are in a pig. And they are no fun. No. We've had those happen quite a few times. And I, I feel bad for the pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, James mentioned a backpack. So, um, you kind of explained this to me and Mom before we started the like before we started recording. But yeah. maybe you could explain it a bit more for people that are listening. Sure could. Um, when I started this, I literally started this business. And I'd I make mention of when I took some product into a show that I hoped to goodness I could sell. Well, the way that I got it into the show was, is I, had a, I went and got a backpack and I filled it full of attitude adjustment. And when I, when I started selling attitude adjustment, literally every two was sold in the barn, walking the aisles, that came out of my backpack. And... Uh, Literally, I, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche or kind of an odd thing to say, but I literally built this business on my back out of a backpack. And uh, I still, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm in my office and I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the very first backpack I ever used. Still have it today. And it is old, beat up, and worn out. Uh, but that's that's how we got our start with uh, Stop Show Secrets brand products was with attitude adjustment out of a backpack. That's cool, Steve. Yes, ma'am. We use a lot of attitude adjustment in three hours out. What is in the attitude adjustment that gives it the minty smell? If you can tell me, it's not a secret product. I can tell you that you asked me the question that is not a secret. Um, without, uh, without that, and it is a flavoring agent, uh, you know, peppermint is what it is, and it makes it smell a whole lot better. Um, and I know, since you've read that it's not intended for human use on the tube, you've never tasted it. Um, but it does taste better. I wouldn't say it tastes good, but it tastes better than it otherwise would. But it is peppermint. Got it. Okay. That's nice. Um, so, <laughs> Mom wants to know if attitude adjustment is safe for humans. <laughs> Pretty sure she wants to use it on my brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure it's not. She she's not thinking about wanting to use it on you. No, my brother. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, here's what I can tell you. I can tell you that the ingredients 
that we used to make attitude adjustment, I can tell you that I was the guinea pig. I'm the guy that took that um, to make sure it worked and was safe and all that good stuff. Um, now, when we put it into the paste, that paste um, that it gets put into is not sterilized for human consumption. So technically, it's not uh, not to be used on humans. So that way, Morgan, if you think about giving it to you, you can tell her it's not intended for human use. Is that a deal? Yeah. Well, did it work yeah. on you? <laughs> sure it did. <laughs> I've always had a really good attitude. Always. <laughs> <laughs> How do you come up with all of the names of the products? You know, the names are the important part uh, to me. I put a, I put a lot of emphasis on a name, uh, probably too much. Hmm. And I will tell you that the name Attitude Adjustment, um, that one was a really tough one for me to come up with. Um, I probably was trying to figure out a name for that product for a period of uh, several months. And uh, literally, I was lying in my bed one night, and I was on the phone with somebody, and they, uh, I had given them some product before I ever introduced it, and I told them, I said, hey, I just want to, I want you to try this. Tell me what you, what you think. And this gentleman called me at night, and I was laying in bed, and he telling me about this and uh, what he saw and I liked it and he said I hope you I hope you are planning on bringing this out to market and I said I am I'm just I, I got to come up with a name and so he he asked me he says well what in the world are you thinking about calling it and out of nowhere I just opened my mouth and I said I don't know maybe attitude adjustment he says bingo that is a great name um, I so, agree the, the name is really important to me. Um, attitude adjustment implies a little bit that it just, uh, it's not going to dope them down. It's not going to beat them up. It's just going to kind of keep their attitude where you want it. Um, in the instance of three hours out, um, I literally, the name of that product, um, I, had, uh, I had a product that preceded it. Uh, several years ago and I was going to my big plan was is I was going to rework the product and I was going to uh, give it a new name and put it in a single dose tube because I dealt with a lot of fathers who uh, thought if a little was good more is even better and when you gave more of that product it did not work the way they wanted to because it made the animal uh, antsy, if you will, or hard-headed or, or harder to show. So when I uh, when I put that into a single-dose tube, uh, the number one question that I would get from the previous product was, now when do I give it? And I just figured I, I, I couldn't help. You give it three hours before they go into the show ring, so why wouldn't I call it three hours out? Um, the funny thing to me is I still get people calling me and saying, when do I need to give this? Um, or I'll get people calling 
calling me and trying to figure out how they need to implement it into their show show routine. Um, to the point where I, we've actually put together a how-to guide on how to use three hours out. Um, I don't know, it seems simple to me, but I understand, I guess, that when people aren't in the routine and not used to having to give stuff all the same time, that they would have questions. That Three hours out, to me, to me, that's my favorite name of any product that we have. Uh, it answers a lot. Just give it three hours before they go into the show ring. Um, but like bodyguard, uh, helps guard their body, helps make their body strong. Um, we have a, uh, for instance, uh, attitude adjustment has an everyday feed for feed supplement product. It's called deadhead. Uh, just kind of knocks them down a little bit. Keeps kind of keeps their, uh, their head where it needs to be on a more normal basis. I put a lot of emphasis on names, uh, an awful lot. And to me, uh, the product product needs to work. It needs to be safe. Uh, any Anybody that can give it needs to be able to give it and not um, screw up the animal. And we need a story to tell what, what it does, but it has to have a name. Because at the end of the day, somebody is going to walk up to either a show supply trailer or into a feed store and say, hey, I want fill in the blank. And that name needs to stick with them. Uh, attitude adjustment, three hours out are two prime examples of that. Seems pretty simple to me. I don't understand why a bunch of people are calling you and asking you like, <laughs> when to give it. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just, I'll just send them your way. Mm-hmm. How are you always working on developing new products? Um, yes and no. Um, we have I have some a few products that we're working on right now. I don't have a high priority on getting them to the market on a deadline of X. Um, but the re- here's the funny thing about our our show business and and the industry, the supplement industry that has come from it is that the way that you get pigs ready today when you show them, I promise you in five years, you'll be getting those things ready in a completely different way. So one of the challenges in my business is to be able to uh, figure out identify how we're going to change getting animals ready to go to a show before the market gets there. So whether that is through a new uh, improving a product or a brand new product, that's one of the challenges that, that we have. And as a result, we do, uh, we do a lot of research on a lot of products. Some, uh, some we will not bring to market for example, if I'd end up uh, next month, if I say, boom, this product is ready to roll, but if it doesn't meet the needs of what you need when you're getting a pig ready, I'll just tuck it away in my safe and say, one day we'll need that and we'll have it ready to roll then. But there's no sense in, in marketing that product today, for an example. Um, but yeah, we, we continually seek out things that are needed by the market, so that we can uh, so that we can help make your show 
experiences better, more rewarding, uh, safer, all of those things. Um, now, where you didn't ask this, but I'm going to just kind of jump in with this. Um, we also work on things that are not necessarily products, but are also uh, needed used in the marketplace. Um, for instance, uh, I have a young man that works for us. He is putting together, uh, he's in charge of an advocacy program on all things related to showing livestock. And his vision, my vision is that we start being advocates for the show industry, that all the good things that it does for the kids and for the families. But I think we can take that further. For example, um, you folks have stock show families that are friends all across the country. Um, and when you quit showing because you age out, I want, I want there to be a way so that we can assist you stay in contact with those people and all the people that you showed with all around the country. Or um, let's take my business as an example. Everybody that works here at one point in their life was a stock show kid. I'd like to be able to, heaven forbid, if, I, if, if there is a company that wants a really, really good employee, if there's a stock show kid that is retired and is out of college and is looking for a job, boy, I'd love to be able to introduce this person hiring to that kid looking for a job. Um, that's a program that we're working on, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. Um, we also are, and this one is, has been, uh, it's taken so long to get to this point, and unfortunately it's going to take a little bit longer still, uh, but we're working on a uh, program for special needs kids. Um, whenever, whenever there's a special needs uh, family or child that's exhibiting, that family has to make sacrifices that are so much above and beyond what your average stock show family has to, um, has to make. Uh, it's easy for your mom and dad to throw you and your brother in a truck and load up some pigs and go off to a show. But imagine if you had a motorized wheelchair or it takes, instead of you being able to get yourself ready in 15 minutes and out the door, uh, some of these families, it takes a long time to get everything all squared away. And I want to be able to help them um, by being able to provide some product to them so that they know uh, beyond any any shadow of a doubt that their child is going to be safer in the show ring with that animal. Uh, so we're working on, on, if it's not products, we're working on programs. And, and we do that on a continual and ongoing basis. That's, that's really cool. Steve, okay. to wrap up, what advice would you give young kids like myself that are just starting out showing? The, the world of showing livestock is, is the best sport for the exhibitor that also involves the rest of the family. Uh, 
I'd mentioned earlier that I gave some presentations and I talk about my, uh, my show, my start to showing livestock. The other part of my presentation also gets into, uh, from the standpoint of, I make an analogy that the team comes together like this. The animal is, is what I consider to be a race car. And the showman, I compare to being a race car driver. And the pit crew for race cars is your crew that you have back at your pens, your family. And the crazy thing about this sport is that it makes every it takes everything that everybody does and it all comes together and matters uh, Morgan when you're in the show ring with your pig because if you're not doing your job your pig's not going to do a very good job not going to place very well but guess what mom and dad need to be on their game too back in the pens they need to make sure that as you're showing and rifling through pigs at a show that, Hey, somebody needs to water this one. And it literally is the only family sport that involves the family. And the coolest thing to me is I can ask your parents and I can ask all your, all your friends that you show with, I can ask their parents and say, Hey, what do your children get out of this sport? And everybody's going to say, oh, it teaches them responsibility and dedication and hard work. But the things that it teaches, Morgan, you, are so much beyond that. It teaches you, teaches you how to be a good person, a productive person. It teaches you that uh, life isn't fair because I know that you have not won every time you've walked into the show ring. And as a matter of fact, I know people who have had very, very successful careers. And they lose more than they win. And it teaches us all of the life lessons that we need going forward, be it how fair things are or are not, or how to compete. And that it's not just about hard work, but it's about smart work. But it also teaches Morgan you about how someday you can be a mom yourself. To me, this this sport of showing livestock, there is nothing, nothing compared to it. And earlier I had mentioned all the people that you know from all around the United States that are your buddies that you show with. When I was a kid, I didn't have that. You do. You, you have advantages that are coming in front of you that when I was your age, I did not have. And I think the opportunities for the kids who immerse themselves and the families who, who don't just show up, but who immerse themselves, the opportunities and the things that they benefit from this they can't even begin to understand because it's it's different for everybody and yet for everybody it is life-changing for all of them can't believe we have friends in in your case california and here i am in texas 
and we are both connected to that crew out on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys, you guys like them, and I like them to death too. But we can we can sit here all day and talk about all the friends and all the mutual uh, friends we have, and the friends that we will have for the rest of our life, and how they make our lives better because we know them and we have a shared experience. This showing livestock, showing livestock is just the tip of the iceberg on what you, Morgan, and anybody else that shows livestock will get. You'll you'll benefit from this for the rest of your life. It is a really great industry, and I never really thought about it the way you explained it, like the race car, the pit crew, and the race car driver. Yeah, and it it literally it makes a a team out of your family, and for you, Morgan, it kind of changes everything because. I don't want to say that you are in charge of your pig, but when you're at home, it's, you know, mom, dad are in charge of everything and what they say goes and they say do this and you say yes, ma'am, yes, sir. But all of a sudden we are all working for one goal and the hierarchy is, is completely different because at the end of the day, that animal is the one that's really in charge and you're in charge of the animal but so are your parents because they want to help you it it really changes the dynamics of relationships and to that point it makes the kids who who involve themselves in this process they are more mature they are more responsible because of everything that they learned from that animal um there was there was a um, something that went around on social media recently that says, you know, have you ever thought that the animal's not the project? Maybe the kid is. Yeah. Absolutely. We are using this animal that we are raising and growing to raise and grow as people. And I can tell you from my perspective, and and I'm sure your parents can come up with examples of this too they grow as people they do i do from this process um i i am absolutely passionate about this industry uh it changes people daily and it makes them better people and sure there's some bad apples out there but guess what i don't know of any segment of the population that there's not more bad apples than there is in our thing. And in our game, those things, those people get weeded out pretty quickly. I, these are, these are, um, I, I can't tell you how blessed you are, Morgan. That's, that's where I keep coming to because you and your brother have advantages that are going to be coming at you and opportunities that are coming at you that the other kids that you go to school with, could only dream of and you're going to have them because you've earned them because you're you show pigs yeah that's really great you know that me and my brother get to do all this stuff that not a lot of kids have an opportunity to do something like it and um that well steve that is all the questions the questions i have today and 
if you have any questions for me. I have one. How old are you, Morgan? I'm 11. You're 11. What do you want to do when you grow up? Um, I want to be a vet. And I bet you're going to learn things showing pigs that will help you be a vet, aren't you? Yeah. That's awesome. Young lady, I truly, truly appreciate the time that I had to spend with you today. I really do. And I thank your mom as well. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for originally listening to my episode with James and Kara and then agreeing to be on this with me. We rely on stock show secrets, and I appreciate your time today. Hey, thank you. The pleasure was all mine, Morgan.